make extra money, or even make a great living with plenty of time off, just in time for camping season. For information and to apply, visit VacuTech's open opportunity page on their website at vacutechllc.com. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Share to Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, sharedomedia.com and sharedomwyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today. 672-7421 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. Hey, this is Josh with RTR Automotive Studio. With hail season picking up, it's time to think about your options for paintless dent repair. RTR Automotive Studio is your only locally owned paintless dent repair business in Sheridan. I have over 12 years experience and I want to help you keep your vehicle in pristine condition. We work with all insurance companies and offer full warranty on all of our work. Contact me at 307-752-7081 or stop by the shop at 403 North Main Street for a free estimate. Check out our before and after photos on Facebook and Instagram. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season on Grinnell Plaza with local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally handcrafted items. Every Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m., you can find the best our hardworking local producers have to offer. Special thanks to our season sponsor, First Federal Bank and Trust. See you Thursday on Grinnell Plaza at the Sheridan Farmer's Market. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media. P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning, I am joined by the Sheridan Community Land Trust Executive Director Brad Bauer, Conservation Program Manager Megan Kent, and the Director of Marketing and Development and their town crier, Mr. Chris <laughs> Verba. Good morning, Land Trust. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. How are you it doing, Floyd? I'm doing good. Weepy on this great morning, weepy? Floyd. I'm the uh, town crier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, uh, did everybody have a good rodeo week? Megan, I was talking to you. This was kind of your first uh, YO rodeo. Yeah, this is my first year here, so... We went to the rodeo Friday and Saturday night and checked out the street dance from the parade, and I was really impressed with 
everything going on. Now, with uh, with the rodeo, what's what was your favorite event to sit and watch? Because, like, you know, a lot of people think, like, bull riding, bronc riding. My wife loved bronc riding. But believe it or not, I love to watch how fast those cowgirls are with the breakaway roping. We're talking, those girls can throw rope quick. What, what's your favorite event? I really enjoyed the uh, the American Indian relay races. Oh, isn't oh that man, cool? that's just so unique. Yeah, oh, I've never yeah. seen something like that. That's great. How cool is that? And I mean, it, the risk factor there is so high. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are brave. <laughs> that is, that is. I, they used to have wild horse racing in a lot of different rodeos, huh. and uh, that's it. Just it, it was kind of reminiscent of sure. that. It reminds yeah. me of that. Now, they don't really do a lot of wild horse racing anymore. Uh, too many people getting hurt. But uh, the the relays, I'm I'm with you on that one. That was my first relay. I will admit, like that was the first time I'd ever seen it. Was this year? Exciting, man. Uh, and and just when you think someone's gonna win, bam, something changes. Like a bad turnover or something, and the whole race is a brand new race. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. But what about you, Brad? What what's your favorite event oh, of Wyo Rodeo <laughs> Week? Uh, I hate to admit it, but I wasn't even here this weekend. Oh, you so weren't I, here? Yeah, oh, yeah. man, the parade was huge. It yeah. was great. Seeing I even missed the parade. Yeah, yeah. it's I so it, it was just great. See, I mean, I think all of Sheridan was there. Yeah, and we have such a front row seat with the office. I mean, we're right downtown, right above Main Street. <laughs> so I've watched it in the past, pretty yeah. much from the office. But yeah, I had to be away this weekend, so I oh uh, well the whole thing. When you are here, what do you really like to take in? Oh, I guess just, God, it's been a long time since I've been to a rodeo, really, Floyd. Really? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, now, are you a rodeo goer? Do you, yeah. Do you like to watch I went to a do? lot of rodeos when I lived in Montana, and I've, I have yet to go to a Wyoming rodeo, though. See, now you're, you're a family man, and you're just, it's, you're yeah. booked up. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I even went to Calgary Stampede. I was, yeah, I went to a lot of Montana rodeos, but just hasn't happened. Yeah. Just they can't get yeah. get to one this year. Well, there's still some going on in the state, yeah. So uh, maybe you could take a trip with the family and uh, yeah. watch a little bit of rodeo, uh, Mr. Verba. What about you, partner? I I know what you like to do. <laughs> you head up the mountain, don't you? Oh, isn't that a surprise? <laughs> yeah. no, my favorite rodeo involves uh, going out and catching some trout. So there you go. That's uh little fishing pole rodeo. It's what I like to do. Well, this, you know, this weekend it was uh, the fly rod, and I was really practicing on the tiny stream. So, uh, you know, trying to get my casting down and yeah. doing better with that. And come on, dry fly fishing is so much fun. It's like that bronc ride. And the fact that, man, that thing hits the water, and you just never quite know what's going to happen. But if everything goes according to plan, it is more than an eight-second ride. <laughs> <laughs> So did you get anything? Did you get some good bites out there? I sure did. Yeah. What'd you I, I caught a uh, a brown trout up in a stream that uh, even with my short gait, I could easily step across at any point in this stream. Oh, wow. And not that a 12-inch brown trout's particularly big, but when everything else you're pulling out of there are like five Out of a stream that trout, big, yeah. Like all of a sudden you got, you got the monster. So... That was pretty awesome. That is pretty. I cool. did. I did a little dance by the side of the. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was fantastic. And you know, the really great part about that is, you know, it's just one tool for preserving me. But 
coming up here on Wednesday, August 10th, we have this incredible historic preservation tools for Wyoming workshop over at the DSA office. And we're going to have an opportunity to learn all about different tools that may be able to help, excuse me, preserve historic structures, sites, buildings, and all of what makes Wyoming so special, maybe even memories of those wild horse races that you were just telling us about, Floyd. So when it comes to these historic preservation tools for Wyoming, what exactly are we talking about uh, tool-wise? What's in the box? That is that is the whole purpose of, of the, 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 the feasibility study that is culminating or is this uh, community event is part of, is we know... And our partners know a handful of tools that have worked well in Wyoming, um, historic preservation easements. Uh, you can put your building on the National uh, Registry of Historic Places. Um, but in learning and visiting with other similar organizations across the country, it became clear to us that there's a much bigger tool set than, than the Wyoming tool box tool yeah. subset. <laughs> so that's... That's the intention of the, of the of the feasibility study. Like I said, that's that's culminating with this uh, activity is to learn what else can be used. What other tools is is it a revolving fund where money goes into buying a property or rehabbing a property, then that is recouped as you sell that property, uh, or is there other tools that I'm not even aware of? And I'm excited as as and I hope everybody else that comes will be excited to hear and to see what other tool sets or what are other tools are in the tool set, but also then bring your perspective of what's worked. So, you know, we're as community members asking folks to come that uh, have an interest in historic preservation, have a history in historic preservation and can ground these tools that are being presented by this uh, consultant that we've hired to do the research for us, ground those tools in reality. So if you're an architect that's worked in historic preservation in Wyoming or you're an enthusiast that has uh, other experience in history in Wyoming, we want you to come and share that experience with this consultant, uh, Mary Huffman, and help us make this tool set work as best as it can for Wyoming. And we plan on then sharing this with all the other historic preservation entities in Wyoming. So we're really looking for ideas that we can make something tangible yeah, and workable. Exactly. We're taking ideas from across the country, uh, other places, other communities, other municipalities, other nonprofits like the Land Trust have used successfully uh, and broadening out what we understand can work for Wyoming, but then trying to ground that in truth with Wyoming, what's you know what the, the realities of Wyoming. Um, and so that's, that's, we really invite folks to come and help us ground this tool set into, into reality of Wyoming. And then we'll package that up and, and hand it out to the Alliance for Historic Wyoming, uh, and other historic Wyoming entities, uh, so that they can do and pursue, pursue historic preservation in a most efficient, effective way and provide folks who have historic buildings, historic spaces, historic places, a wide swath of tools that might work for them as they're considering how they might preserve mom's house or yeah. you know grandma's barn or whatever it is. And, 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 and this is a fantastic concept because it's the idea where everyone kind of comes together and says, well, we might, we're doing great. 
Yeah. But yeah. we might not be doing as well as we could. So let's let's look at some ideas here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I know how some of these things do run. Uh, you know, sometimes we get some big pie in the sky type of stuff. So we're looking for stuff that's tangible, stuff that's that right. can work, okay. practical type, problematic type situations where we can solve it quickly and 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 do it over and over again. Something that we can put into actual practice instead of theory. Chris, when is this happening? One more time. And, and, and who's invited to this thing? Everyone, really. Uh, you know, as Brad was discussing, it's really perfect for archaeologists, designers, architects, community historians, and preservationists. So, you know, when we say community historians and preservationists, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, possess some sort of litany of alphabet soup degrees in the subject, right? <laughs> right, I mean, right. that means you are interested and in, engaged and want to know about how to preserve these bits of history because you know that piece might not just be that building or that site you know it could be oh maybe you have some of the bozeman trail out on your land or maybe there was a lesser known battle site or you know encampment or something like that out on your property you know though that's a piece of history that if it's not preserved can go maybe it's, maybe it's part of an old mining site or something like that you know we there's so much history just scattered around out here in Sheridan County you know that that dates back to you know uh, from when the first people were here to all the way up through today right so these tools have the you know this workshop is going to give people the tools to help work to preserve those type of things uh, and you asked me the date, so I need to say that, <laughs> Wednesday, August 10th, and that's from 5 to 7 p.m. Now, you can come in person at the Downtown Sheridan Association Community Room right there on the corners of Coffeine in Maine, or you can also join us online via Zoom. So if you're out there listening in Sheridan Media Radio Land, uh, and maybe you aren't here in Wyoming right now, but Wyoming and Sheridan County are in your heart. You can come to our website at SheridanCLT.org, RSVP for this free workshop, and you'll wind up getting a link to the Zoom and you can zoom in as well. We'd love to see you in person. We'd love to see you over the computer. Most importantly, We'd love to work with you to get the work done. And, and that's something really great that you touched on is, is maybe you have a piece of history out on your land and you don't know what to do with it. I, I can remember as a child, my father, uh, uh, he would just throw us in the truck on Sundays and we would just end up in some obscure, strange area. And, and he, by doing that, I got to see ice caves. I got <laughs> to see all kinds of things in Star Valley that I never would have known were there. I can remember very specifically, I, I have a memory of two ruts in the ground. And I couldn't lead you there now if, if I had to. But my father drove us up to this property, and he said those ruts are from wagons on the Oregon Trail. And he said, you know, there was no plaque. There was no fence. There, there was nothing protecting this. But I can remember looking at those ruts and feeling a connection with history, the likes of which I never had before. And then this anxiety and worry of, well, these aren't fenced off. They're just out in the middle of a field somewhere. You'd walk right over top of them and never know they were there. Mm -hmm. 
And and Dad said there's there there are things like that scattered all over Wyoming. He said, you know, so many people came through here, and on their way to a better life, uh, on their way to to blaze the trail for others, and we've all but forgotten about them. And and my dad was really great about showing me that kind of stuff. So if you're like me, folks, and and you grew up with this in your life, and you're like, you know, I want to work to preserve that kind of stuff, this is the meeting for you because you can learn uh, how to do it, uh, and, and you can give your own ideas on how to do it. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Who came up with this whole idea, Brad? Where did this come from? Oh, um, I th- We've we've approached our work broadly, not even just history, but as um, you know, across conservation and recreation, that we only know what's worked for us, and let's look outside of our our bubble, outside of our community, and, and gather ideas. And 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 <laughs> I usually say I steal most of my ideas from somebody Great else. Great artists you know? do, my friend. <laughs> yeah. And so we decided, or we looked, and, and thought, well, boy, we sure have a, a narrow menu when it comes to historic preservation what we can offer as an entity and man, there's gotta be other opportunities out there. And it just so happened that uh, the Alliance for Historic Wyoming had a, a study uh, that they were looking into and we were contacted by this this consultant that we ultimately ended up hiring. And I just, in the conversation with her on an unrelated topic, I, it became really a quickly apparent that there are so many other tools out there that, and and this, this individual had experienced and had worked in, in, in much more tool set than we have used in Wyoming, and let's bring her here. Yeah. So it was really an idea that came, I think, from Carrie with our, our historic preservation, our historic program manager, and, and, and myself visiting with this consultant and just an openness to looking into new ideas. There's got to be new ways to do yeah. this. There's got to be yeah. more efficient, better ways to yeah. do this. Or just additional ways. So. Well, I think it's fantastic. And, and it's one of those things, you know, well, Brad said we're hiring a consultant. That consultant's paid for by the 1772 Foundation. We were able to go get a grant to do that. So, you know, we're finding outside resources in order to be able to bring these things to Sheridan. You know, you talk about uh, one element of, you know, how do we look outside the box? And, and one that, you know, sitting from my perspective, where I kind of get to watch all these different pieces of the SCLT mission and really try to see how they overlap and, uh, you know, really work to benefit the community. You know, the story you told about those Oregon Trail uh, tracks and ruts that are on that unfenced property, my guess is that unfenced property is probably being grazed, right? Yeah, more than likely, yeah. Well, to me, that seems like there's probably some wildlife habitat on there too, right? Maybe some elk or something else that was out there. Anyway, you cut it, it seems like that property could also wind up Uh, being a perfect candidate for a conservation easement. So you have an opportunity to conserve working lands and potentially some historic preservation at the same time, you know? Yeah, like, you know, preservation in the historic world and in the conservation world are are much different things, but the idea of being able to have, uh, you know, a perpetual, uh, some sort of perpetual use and perpetual, excuse me, perpetual conservation of a place, a site, uh, as well as preserving all of the benefits for it around it, uh, you know, for people, animals, and our community, you know, writ large, uh, really is a potentially engaging idea and something that uh, 
could well serve uh, in a place like Wyoming where you have so many bits of history scattered out in the landscape around uh, this is some truly remarkable country. Mm-hmm. It might just be one of those tools that can really do a lot of good out of multiple levels at the same time. And, you know, I think that really speaks to uh, an idea of sufficiency and uh, just economy out here. Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue with our Sheridan Community Land Trust. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit elias and financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc Serve our community by serving our kids. Breakfast and lunch, that is. Sheridan County School District 2 is looking for a motivated, team-oriented person to fill a part-time cook's helper position. This position offers three to four hours a day, part-time insurance, and summers off. No experience necessary. If you're interested, apply today. Please contact the District 2 office at 307-744-7405, extension 5208. Things are heating up and many of us taking to the road for vacation and road trips. Time to ask yourself if your car is summer road ready. High temperatures can weaken batteries and cause blowouts on damaged, worn tires. Midas to the rescue. You can get 100 back plus six months no interest on a set of four tires when you use the Midas credit card. You can also save on oil changes and batteries. Keeping you safe for summer driving. Stop in Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Are you a weekend warrior battling a nagging injury? Whether it's biking, hiking, backpacking, or seasonal yard work, don't let those aches and pains become something more. This is Charlotte Walter, physical therapist with Wyoming Rehab. We can help you feel better and get in shape for all of your upcoming endeavors. Give us a call and we'll set you up with a free screen and treatment recommendation for your non-emergent pains. Sheridan Memorial Hospital's Wyoming Rehab, 674-1632. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped me get to the first day of my career, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from my service helped me buy my first home. And I take pride knowing I will be the first to respond if my community ever needs me. To learn more, visit NationalGuard.com. If you want to know what's going on in Northeast Wyoming, you need Sheridan Media News. And Sheridan Media has the most news people of any radio station in the state, including Ron Richter in Sheridan, Aaron Palmer in Buffalo, Kevin Coyle on State News and Sports, and our local talk show, Public Pulse with Floyd Whiting, plus history and more from Cynthia Van Oy and Claremont. It's the most awarded news team in the state of Wyoming. Sheridan Media. We do news. 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by the Sheridan Community Land Trust Executive Director Brad Bauer, Conservation Program Manager Megan Kent, and the Director of Marketing and Development, Mr. Chris Verba. Now, we've got a couple different events that are coming up, uh, thanks to Sheridan Community Land Trust. And, and, and I got off on a tangent about our local history, which I often do, listeners. I do realize that. But there is a volunteer fence removal and barbecue coming up just around the corner. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, why are we removing so much fence? What is causing all of this? Yeah, so we're doing a fence removal event at Thorn Rider Youth Camp. That's going to be this weekend on Saturday at 1 p.m. Um, we have started moving into working with wildlife friendly fencing, trying to remove fence that either is creating that's unneeded and it's creating a barrier for wildlife movement. And that's a perfect example of what this weekend is. So Thorn Rider Youth Camp, it's over kind of by the fish, hat, fish hatchery in the story. And they, they don't have livestock. Their neighbors don't have livestock. They have a fence that's denoting where their property boundary is so that people aren't walking on and tras- trespassing. Right. Right now, it's a barbed wire fence. Most of it is in, it's in trampled condition in a lot of places is what I'd say. It's older. Not, it, not really kept. Yeah. Uh, kind of falling down in some spots, not really serving a purpose anyhow, right? Yeah. The youth camp has identified that it's, it's a fence they need to replace. So they contacted us. They know they have wildlife moving across the property. And I went out a couple months ago, actually. We were going to do this event in May. And for that event, I put some game cameras on the property so that we can really know how animals are using it in certain spots. And then after we remove the fence, we can see if that actually improved how they're able to move across the property. So we'll work with the Thorn Rider Youth Camp to remove the fence. As part of us agreeing to bring volunteers in and remove that fence, they're going to replace it with a wildlife-friendly fence because they still need to, you know, they have they have kids on the property, right? right? Absolutely. They need to tell the kids, hey, this is where the farthest you can go on the property this is. This is your boundary, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And they want to make sure no one's sneaking onto the property, right? It's, it's important to have that fence there. But for their purpose, they don't need it really to contain any animals. So making it easier for wildlife to cross is a great situation. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So we'll remove this old stuff. We'll get it out of there. And then we'll come back through and we'll replace it with something that the animals won't scratch themselves up on, get tangled up in, that type of thing. So in the course of your research on how animals are using this area, is this, are they migrating a lot through here? I mean, is this really well used? So it's right at the foothills. If you've hiked Piney Creek, the trailhead is right on the corner of that property. Um, I can't say a ton until I've seen the game cameras. I've talked to some of the neighbors there, and I've talked to people who run the camp. And I know that there's a lot of wildlife who access the property, but I don't know exactly how they're moving through it. Yeah, and so when are you going to see those cameras? We'll see the cameras. I'll be able to get, be able to get the first uh, images this weekend when we go to do the fence removal. I'll remove those chips. Yeah. And then once I download the pictures, I'll put them back in so we can see afterward. Um, I imagine it's the same animals. We're just hoping to see a difference in how they're able to move across it. Making it a lot easier for them, hopefully. That's yeah. the hope. And this yeah. is part of a, a wider initiative that Megan's running, the Wildlife Friendly Fence Initiative, which 
seems to be growing into more of a, a bighorn area fence initiative, which is coupled with GPS data on, on mule deer. So a few years ago, we partnered with Wyoming Migration Initiative, uh, the University of Wyoming, Game and Fish, and collared 130 plus mule deer in the northern bighorns with GPS collars that right now show daily movement. And once the collars fall off in a year or so, they'll have hourly movements of where mule deer are moving across the landscape. That's And then partnering that data with a similar data set on the southern bighorns as well. The whole idea is that we will use that data set, that GPS pretty high resolution movement data to target fence areas uh, that could stand to have some modification, but also understanding that these fences are important to life, livestock livelihoods, you know, ranching right. livelihoods. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're not just putting, they're not just putting fences out there because they're bored. It's right. It's a ton of work, right? Um, and a ton of expense as well. Uh, and so we recognize that most of the fences that are, uh, the wildlife are moving across will, will never be able to be removed or modified in a wildlife friendly manner, which, um, you know, makes it easier for those wildlife to move across. Most won't ever be able to, to fit that category, but some will. And, and those some we hope to be able to work with, uh, you know, through volunteer days like this uh, for our cost share, paying help, helping pay the cost for a contractor to come modify those fences uh, or uh, some other mixture of the two uh, where we can make an impact for those those fences, those fences that are appropriate to be modified or removed, uh, and then thereby um, making it a little bit easier for the wildlife, you know, in particular the mule deer and the other moving larger species across the landscape to to make a living in this in our Wyoming backyard. A massive migration routes used by these animals. Yeah. Uh, now, now, real quick, when is when is that taking place, Megan? When do I need to uh, jump up there and help out? <laughs> So that event is going to be this Saturday, July 23rd, and we're starting at 1 p.m., meeting at that main lodge at the Thornrider Youth Camp. Okay, so 1 p.m., just get to that lodge. And uh, should I bring anything specific, work gloves, good boots, a shovel? <laughs> yeah, it's best. If you can go to our website, you can register there, and then we'll be able to send you an email with everything you need to know. We're asking people wear a sun hat, wear long sleeves. When you're removing barbed wire, it's really easy to catch your arm. Oh, yeah. Um, work gloves, if you have them. We have work gloves, fence pliers, T-post pullers. So the barbecue, right? So you're supposed own. to bring your appetite probably then. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you get rewarded with a bit, of, a bit of chow afterwards. And you can even bring your tent and camp at the camp. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can make a weekend of it. Yeah, yeah. Certainly oh, one, one heck of a day and morning that next Sunday. Well, we, we had so much to talk about. I've run out of time, guys. I want to I wanna thank you for coming in. Brad, Chris, Megan, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Uh, it seems like we never have enough time, Brad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, we've always got so much to go over. It's great. But I, I greatly appreciate you guys jumping in today. It's, yeah, thanks it's fantastic you. having you. Thanks for having and, us. And uh, best of luck getting that fence down this coming weekend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with Sage Community Arts. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE. 103.9 FM. Share. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. 
Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service, as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. If we don't abide by the Constitution when it is politically inconvenient, then we will not have the Constitution as our shield when we need to defend our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment rights. I'm voting for Liz Cheney because she believes in the Constitution, and this is what our country was built on. And we need somebody like Liz will fight for democracy, fight for our Constitution. She's doing what's right. She's standing up for our constitutional rights. I really support and hope that you'll vote with me for Liz Cheney. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Bye-bye, my good boy. Be good while we go on vacation. Ah! Parents get so uptight leaving us precious pets behind, but when they leave us in the quality care of McGraw's Paws, they really have nothing to worry about. We get lots of love and attention from the trained staff. This place is so nice, clean, safe, and pretty darn comfortable, so we dogs and cats have a good time while they're away. Plus, it's in a convenient in-town location for our humans. McGraw's Paws, 1820 Gabriel Court, next to Second Chance Cat Rescue. Call 307-381-2184. We're taking in advance reservations. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. When it comes to protecting Wyoming's interests, Mark Gordon is all in. He knows we're battling Washington for control of our own state. The anti-energy crowd will shut our economy down if we let them. The open southern border threatens us with drugs and chaos. The feds even tried to take over our schools and dictate our medical choices. So... Mark Gordon leads the fight to protect our rights, and we expect no less. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whitinger. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Executive Director of Sage Community Arts, Jill Good morning, Jill. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you, Floyd? I'm doing good. As, as soon as I can get my head wrapped around trying to trying to do this over here, trying to talk and make sure that the cameras are all going at the same time. It's right. a bit of a production. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're, we're, we're growing here at Sheridan I Media. love it. Everyone's got, you know, it, it'd be great if I could just grow another set of hands. Oh, you and me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, how was your rodeo week? Did you get out? Uh, were you able to go out there and do some stuff? We were, and it was fast, hot, and over now. And it was, but it was really, really fun. We, um, so maybe everyone saw we had a lot of our artists out painting the windows down in the downtown area, and that was 
so much fun to get to see the artists out there, getting them creative, and then seeing the community's response to it. And then especially, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do, I, we really packed it in on Friday. It was a very big, awesome day. We ran in sneakers and spurs. We did the parade. And it was so fun to see the historical floats go right in front of all these windows that my artists had done and it was yeah. just really cool to see that it was on the streets on the buildings just everything going together and you could see people it was almost like to watch the parade look at the windows watch the parade. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun to see and to know that we were able to help put that out there and be part of that next step of the community it was really fun and then of course the nights of the rodeos were just wild oh yeah we get home, we're like, we're going downtown? No, no, we're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was we're, a lot. <laughs> we're hitting the hay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now, uh, were you able to go to any rodeo at all this year, or, or did you miss that part? No, we were able to go. Um, we are fortunate. To, we have some family friends that got some tickets and some prime seats are right there, and they're so great for the Indian relay races because we're just – nearly right we're in the grandstands right by the front and the they just dust come is from, you. yeah. like i can count the hairs on them. like <laughs> oh my gosh and uh and so we went usually we go thursday night but then we also had a friend uh able to get us in on friday night too which different energies both nights but um we had thankfully we heard the one indian that was uh got hurt on friday was able oh, to be released yeah. that night so thankfully that that was such a different energy. The whole day, that one was kind of crazy. Like, we had this huge windstorm, and I think everyone's energy was just a little like, what is this going to do? Anyone who knows animals, they're like, okay, this pressure system coming through, is it going to, how are the bulls going to be? How are the horses? Yep. And it just was a little different. But um, the trick riders, those girls are true heroes of, they're just so impressive. The 12-year-old gal is just like, oh, my goodness, right? and spinning and jumping. I'm like... That is what I'd always wanted to be. Like you encompass this like uh, bossness that you right? are doing. I'm like, this is pretty amazing. And then, um, but then it was really great to hear at the end of the night that the the young writer was going to be released from the hospitals. We're like, okay, you could hear the whole stadium go. Ooh, okay, yeah. good. Thank you. The collective sigh. <laughs> the collective yeah. sigh. Yes, but yeah. And then the rest of the the writer, um, the relay runners are just. The sheer power that they have, not just the horses, but able to vault and jump and go and be collective. Oh, wow. And right. it's just this like, and we're very fortunate we can be closer because you just feel them like racing around the track coming in and this like, it's just a whole nother dimensionality that you kind of get to feel with this. The whole crowd is like cheering for that. They become your writers too. Yeah, they exactly. your people you see. And then the same with the rest of the the rodeo uh, competitors, especially when they get on the bulls, and they're just like, my it's one of my favorites. And Thursday night, it happened. Finally, I've been to several rodeos, but the bull charged the barrel and rolled it away. And it was, <laughs> it's it was the first so time we got exciting. to see that part. It had been a while since yeah. I'd seen it, and the whole crowd, you could tell that's like on everyone's mind. They're like, get the barrel, get the barrel, get the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. And JJ is just one of the coolest clowns. Like, he's... Popped up and was like, "Come in!" He was like, "Yeah!" But again, that collective cheering, that camaraderie, community with it was really cool. Really cool to see. And so, Sunday and Monday have like been, where where is everybody? Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, we live on a a, route, a home route of people. So it was Saturday night. We're sitting out, enjoying the beautiful weather, and it's like, oh, it's really peaceful and quiet. Then. Cars ever like, oh, rodeo's done. And the rodeo's <laughs> finished. Like, Here's the car rodeo. <laughs> and we got to go on Saturday night. Uh, and and 
It was Emmy's first rodeo. Oh, nice. Uh, she she'd never seen one before, and and she fell in love with those bronc riders. You know, the first time coming out, you know, she does this hand clap thing, mm-hmm. and, and boy, she gets excited as soon as that shoot opens up. It's she, just a power that comes out is. of there, and and the skill. You know, we got to see. I think there were at least three absolute fantastic rides. Uh, yeah. on, on Saturday night. that And I think there was a record broken. I think so. And it was just amazing to see that skill. And I'm so grateful uh, that she was able to see, you know, that level of, of rodeo yeah. uh, as her first. And now, you know, it's 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 like, well, the bar has been set. Great to see that. But now my bar is like, that's pretty like, high. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's looking up rules and she's like, what's right? going on? Why can't they do this? Why can't they? Why do they have to do that? And, and she's wrapped up in it now. Love it. So Sage Community Arts, uh, your artist downtown painting all these windows. How long yeah. did that take them? We uh, set them loose on the Thursday before Rodeo Weeks. Uh, not sure what day that actually was. I know it was a Thursday. And then um, they painted over that weekend, and it was really great. We set a deadline for businesses to, to let us know when we just so we could start counting. But it, it's like once the word gets out and once that paint hits the window, they see what that is. They're like, this is going to be something really cool. And yeah. um, a lot of my artists were uh, some of our high school students as well. And so they just have this great interpretation of what holding on to the heritage, what is it to them, what stories have been passed down to them, or how do they interpret what Rodeo Week is to them. And so they got to put that on there, play with the theme of what the business was too, but then also uh, what the size of the window kind of dictated to what they were inspired by. And some of my artists, they just... They went wild. They loved it. They were like, oh, I want to do this one. And they're like, okay, I'll do this business and this. We're like, you've signed up for 20 businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you got to sleep sometime, <laughs> gotta, champ. They're like, no, we can do it. And, uh, and it was a really interesting because we wanted to be able to make it keep the artwork up there through Rodeo Week, but then make it not a paint. Like, we want you to love the artwork but not hate it as you try to, you know, wash it off your yeah. windows. So yeah. some of the paint we got was... It definitely came off. It baked off when we, because. Oh, really? The yeah, sun baked? The it? sun, we're like painting and then dried and just like. Oh, like, wow. Right off. We're like, well, that's, that was a thing. But, and so there was then this next level of them having to kind of problem solve, like work in real time of like, okay, this isn't working. What else do we have? Where do we go? And like work through it that way. And it all worked in the end, but it was, uh, it was really neat. And that's also what's so fun to show what we can do with sage and what sage is trying to do is that it's we're not just a beautification or problem solving we're interacting with the community we're making relationships because then we did ask all of the students or and all of our artists you know go talk to the business you know kit and i um with our partnership we wouldn't let everyone know what's going on but it's like you guys have now been assigned to that business that business now feels like you're you're one of them they want you to become one of their partners yeah. so go introduce yourself go talk to them give them the general idea what you're going to do. And maybe that'll be inspirational to them too. And that they can give you some ideas of like, Oh, we, we have this type of product we do here. We'd love it to see it be incorporated. And there are some that did happen. Others were just like, we are so happy for you to do this and take this creative burden off of us 
go wild. Here's you go four for more it. Windows. Yeah. Do you want to do this one? Like, we, <laughs> we love the enthusiasm, but we were able to get everything done uh, Thursday of rodeo week because there was a few that just were so big and um, this, the artists as they were painting like oh I see this and they were just getting so intricate with and it them. would kind of evolve as they, as yeah, they went along exactly they're like they just get into that creative space because they were free to create um, you know the limitations of rodeo theme but when you yeah. as we were working with we had a great creative session of like what do you guys see as rodeo what is part of the Wyoming heritage and the list just kept growing and growing and it became so much more than cowboys barrels and bowls yeah. and stuff and so once they could see that they're just like oh 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 we got we got, we got these ideas and because I think when they first stepped in they you kind of might think little limitation of like rodeo it's going to be a cowboy hat right right and then once they start like no like where did it come from there's belts and there's spurs and there's you know the Indian relay races the power there's this and then the Indian paintbrush and it just it just keeps growing for them and they're like oh there's so much more that encompasses that we're trying to pack into this little tiny week that has so much going on. And I think this helped kind of expand it to see the heritage, but then how the, how there'll be new heritage someday. Of yeah. How the, the young now they'll be our heritage eventually. And passing on that heritage mm. to the next generation who will mm. take it and to make something it something so new and different. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll evolve it. And, you know, one of the, th- the things that I, I really learned walking around talking to the people uh, all week long and, and having folks in here, when it comes to Rodeo Week, it, there's so much having to do with family. Mm-hmm. You know, family, yeah. community. Those are the words that I've heard over and over. You know, oh, well, we wait to have our reunion yep. until Rodeo Week. Oh, we wait to uh, have a gathering. Until rodeo week, because we know everyone's going to be coming mm-hmm. into town then. Yeah, Sheridan's homecoming. And so, <laughs> exactly, and it really, really is. And so, like it, those themes, uh, you know, you could even expand on that. Where that's exactly what it is. It's uh, Sheridan Rodeo Week is about gathering the family around the fire at the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. And and just going over, you know, you could learn a lot of stuff around a fire. I'll tell you that. Yes. Family <laughs> secrets be a spilling. Oh yes. <laughs> now, now, uh, Sage. Sage, typically, uh, do you guys typically sell a lot of art during Rodeo Week? We got a lot of people in from out of town. Uh, those folks are looking to take something home that's very unique, and Sage is full of unique. Do you guys yeah. do a lot of business during this time? We do some really good business, and we also have a, uh, a lot of foot traffic come in, so just another layer of exposure for that. And, um, you know, exposure is always one of those double-edged swords for artists like you want the exposure but exposure doesn't pay the bills so but this we are able to get them to to this next level to see that we aren't just a little rural town that might have one or two tchotchkes or something it's like there's a lot of diversity and all sorts of styles of art that we're able to carry through there we have traditional style we have abstracts we have some modern interpretations of things uh, and then also small originals that someone could start their collection with, but then some larger prints that you get to uh, have that, you know, repli- replication of something, but you don't have to spend as much as, like, the big giant yeah. original. Yeah. And so we do see a lot more of the, the smaller uh, 
grab and goes as you will if as easier to travel with for tourists coming through. And people are kind of buying a memory, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, we don't always see a lot of sales in our exhibition gallery during that because when those shows are up, we ask that it, you can buy it, but it has to stay through the show so that everyone can experience the whole thing. The members gallery, that's the one we see such a great sales in during these higher uh, tourist times and kind of events because you can take it that day, take it with you. And so it's you get to bring that memory right away yeah. with you. And then it's, again, it's so cool to see people traveling from all over, those who might have been local, left you know New York internationally, come back for the Sheridan homecoming, and they get to see what, you know, there might be some names that they went to high school with or group family names they see, and they get to buy this and see what they're growing into. And they have, they're like, they're hanging in a gallery now? That's so cool. I learned, I knew when they took their first art class, and now they have, they are a name in Sheridan. Yeah. Now. And so it's really cool to get to see that. So, yeah, we've had some had really good traffic up until the evenings were slower for our later afternoons. Everyone's getting ready for rodeo. Yep. But the... The mornings were very busy. So you had a lot of people coming in, checking yeah. things out, buying memories. And exactly. Heading out. Now, um, you know, I've always been fascinated by sculpture. I'm running out of time. I feel like today is just flying by. It is. Time <laughs> is relative, right? Well, mm-hmm. someone turned my watch on high. Um, I've always been fascinated by sculpture. You've got a couple sculptures down there right now. I've only got two minutes left. Uh, mm-hmm. What's coming up? As as we go in, because we got the twelfth annual National Jury Show. Yeah, that gets installed the, after this. We're going down and packing up our beloved sculptures that are in there, sending them back to Richard Burke, and then this diverse international national jury show of all sorts of media is coming in, uh, and will be on. Dis- it opens next Tuesday. Okay, but the 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 sculptures are still down there right now. They're, they're not on view anymore. They're oh, packed up. Oh, dang. They okay. are packed so up. All, so it's all wrapped up. They're all wrapped up. So it, we're in a, a transitional week. So if you come in and you ask nicely, you might be able to peek in to see what the new exhibition will look like. Yeah. Right. I, I might know the boss. He might let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Get an exclusive. Yes. Now, um, before I let you go, when's the next call for art? The next call for art for our um, members turnover show is the... Uh, what was that? 14th of August. Okay. 14th through the 20th of August is when we're taking new stuff for the members turnover show. And then, but anybody wanting to get in the exhibition gallery, they send me a proposal and that goes continually through to my uh, selection committee. And that can be done at any time. Anytime. All right, real quick, give me your phone number and your email address that someone can contact you with. It is director at sageart.org and our phone number is 307-674-1970. Jill, thank you so much for coming in. Sorry we ran out of time. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., 
Member FINRA, SIPC. This is Stella Montano inviting you to join AARP for a free movie screening of Dear Sirs. Wyoming filmmaker Mark Pedri bikes across France and Germany to tell the story of his grandfather, an American prisoner of war during World War II. Join us for this fun and educational event Wednesday, July 27th at the Wyo Theater. Movie starts at 6.45 with question and answer session to follow. Walk-ins are welcome or register ahead at aarp.cventevents.com slash Sheridan. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. There's no better way to freshen up after winter than to have your carpets professionally cleaned. Nobody has more experience cleaning carpets than Captain Clean. Always free estimates, 100% safe. Just call the captain today to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Did you know that you don't have to buy a car from us to sell your car to us? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, used cars are selling for a premium these days, and we would love to get your used vehicle and get some extra cash in your pocket. Okay, how do you go about that? Well, it's really easy. Just stop into Sheridan Honda and talk to one of our friendly staff, and we'll write you an offer right there on the spot. Okay, whether you're buying or selling, stop into Sheridan Honda today. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE. 